is Cheryl, and welcome to our podcast, As Far As I'm Concerned. We're a relatively chill podcast that gives often overlooked students and teachers a platform on which to express their opinions on social issues through a casual format they're comfortable with. Just a bit of background information that we probably should not be telling random strangers on the internet, but that is necessary for sufficient context. We are all private high school students. This is not affiliated with our school in any way and should not be treated as such. So for today's discussion, we have family and friends. Let's get started. At our school, there's like a lot of people with siblings who also attend our school, right? So do you guys have any siblings? Yes, I have a delightful little sister who came in my room last podcast yelling. So there's that. You're not supposed to reveal that we record all of these back to back and end up with extreme okay. stress. No, it's fine, <laughs> um, it's fine. But anyway, yeah, I've heard you complain about your sister quite a bit. I don't so complain about, the about her. She's great. So what about the rest of you guys? Do you wish you didn't have siblings? Do you want siblings? Well, I, I think- don't- oh. <laughs> Well, well, I don't have any siblings, and I'm fine this way. Yeah. Oh, same, same. Alright, um, what about you, dog? Um, I have a twin brother. You don't say. Now, where is this twin brother? Also in the call. Whoa! Didn't see that one coming, am I right? Yeah. So, Apple Fanboy, do you have any siblings? Yes, I do. Also a twin sister, and yeah, I think um, siblings are good in that you can, I don't know, ask each other for help and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ask each other to join a podcast. There's that too. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You aren't supposed to review our recruiting methods either, Marla. You're giving away too much information. My bad. I, I guess our podcast listeners just thought we teleported information to them instead right, of asking moving them. On, moving on. Yeah, moving on. So, you guys with siblings, where are the pros of having siblings? I'm sure we have all heard plenty about the cons. But... Well, you'll never be bored. No, but genuinely though, it's you. There's not never a quiet moment, and that's great because like you're always talking about something. There's fun. You guys probably stick up for each other in your respective circles. And there's always like an aura of mystery around you. Like my sister talking to her friends, like I have a sister, she's annoying. And then there's just this aura of mystery about me being annoying. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that counts as a mysterious aura. It's more of just an annoying aura, but say what you would like. Yeah, right, I mean, my sister isn't exactly a reliable narrator. So there's that too. But anyway, Polly, go ahead. Well, I don't have siblings, so I can't really put any input into this. I mean, you can always say like the pros, like what you're missing by not having a sibling. Um, but but I don't really know because I don't have a sibling, <laughs> so I don't have that kind of experience. I mean, we're all like sisters, right? Except Apple fanboy, of course. We're all like sisters. Well, he's our honorary brother, I suppose. Yeah, sure. um, As someone who doesn't have siblings, but has 
like I have some best friends, like family friends, who are kind of virtually my siblings. I'd say that it gets kind of like boring around here. Like Myla said, with siblings, you can never really be bored. But over here, it sort of gets boring on my own, I guess. And like, it's not as much drama. But sometimes the peace and quiet is very good, particularly when we are recording, right? Like right now. So, what about you, Dog? Uh, yeah, I think like having siblings is like a big pro because, like, for school, like it can help a lot. Like, if one person like forgets something in their locker, which happens more than you think, then the other person normally has it, and. Yeah, and it's just like studying together. If one person doesn't like understand something, then like other person can explain it. So yeah, I think that's like, useful. Yeah, but you have twins. I can explain stuff to my sister, but I don't know if she's exactly the best resource to ask for help with calculus homework. <laughs> yeah, you can ask her why she like finds you annoying. Twins. That's true, but. I don't know if that's helpful for my homework, exactly. Um, no, get to know you assignment. Awesome. Yeah, 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 the get to know you assignment at the beginning of the year. What is a negative about you? My sister thinks I'm really annoying, and here are the reasons in detail. All right, all right, moving on, moving on. So, do you guys have any pets? Um, or have you had pets in the past? Well, I had a fish, and then it died within a week, and then we got four more fish, and they all died overnight. Oh, that's that's really tragic. I but know. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I I don't have any pets. What about the rest of you guys? I know Polly does horse riding, but I I wouldn't say those count as pets per se. Do you have any other pets? Well, I had two fish like years ago. I used to have a guinea pig, and I yeah I don't really think horses count as pets, cause I don't think like, you can't keep them in your house. I mean, well, I, unless I, you own like a big pasture for some reason, but yeah. But like, okay, I guess you could physically and like technically keep a horse inside your house, but it's that's definitely not recommended. You know, but yeah. I think I think not recommended is a bit of an understatement, but you know we're gonna go with that. So, what about you, dog? Um, we've never actually had any pets, but I really want a dog. But they're a lot of work, as far as I know. So, I don't think we have like the time for that right now. But yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So, um, if you guys had a dog. What dog would you choose, and would you two dispute over that? I want a golden retriever puppy. They're so cute. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about dogs, but yeah, golden retriever puppies are cute, so I guess I'd be okay with that. But yeah. Ah, you guys oh, are yeah. so agreeable. Someone... I know they actually haven't fought over anything yet. I know. <laughs> oh, I just dropped the title. Nice. Okay. As someone who has never had a pet because I'm not allowed to, I sort of wish I had one. But then again, like I would probably end up having to deal with shedding and other stuff. Um. So for all of you guys without pets, is it because your parents won't let you get one? No. Um. Well, it's more I'd probably kill it on accident. 
To be honest, I can barely take care of myself. Okay, I, I probably wouldn't be good with a pet. And also, I have too many commitments to really dedicate the time that would be necessary to a pet. Also, my parents don't like pets, so it kind of just, I have no reason, motivation, or way to get a pet, so yeah. Yeah, for me at least, I wasn't allowed to get a pet because they were too high maintenance and like my parents really hate the idea of shedding in any way, shape or form. And then when I suggested getting like a reptile or something because they don't shed, my parents are very afraid of reptiles. So that's not gonna work out. So um, for the twins, I know you guys probably hate it if I address you guys as twins, but uh, why aren't you going to get a pet and is it because of your parents or because you have too many commitments? Well, if you take zero period and you have a dog, then what time do you have to wake up to walk the dog? Like, you need sleep too. For reference, zero period starts at 7.30 in the morning. And since we go to yeah. private school, we all live like 20 minutes away. So. Well, I mean, I don't, but we're not going to talk about that, are we? Oh, um, now I know your location, wink wink. So. Uh, more about your family, I guess, because none of us here have pets or can get any. So, is your household like the typical family, like a nuclear family um, that is featured in like movies and stuff? Um, well, with the obvious drawback of like race, I wouldn't call us a nuclear family exactly because both my parents work and it's not like the typical woman stays home and takes care of the household. But in terms of people in the family, yeah. My dad, my mom, my sister, me, and occasionally my grandmother when she comes here, over here from India. So in terms of like, look, sure, but in reality, no. We're not really like, you know, that typical. Oh, I, I didn't take into account like, um, work circumstances. I was mainly talking about like the structure overall. Yeah, like, the structure is, yes, it's a nuclear family structure, but not, you know, really what it is. So what about you, Polly? Yeah, I agree with Mila's point about race, um, because, yeah, you don't see many people of like my race really on like TV and stuff like that in your typical family. And in terms of structure, I don't know, I don't feel like there's that many families, like, online, or like, you know, on TV shows that only have one child. Most of the times, like, the main characters will always have some sort of sibling. And so I feel like it's not technically a nuclear family, in my opinion. Yeah, and, um, what about you guys? It's not, yeah, I agree, I mean, it's technically like mom, dad, and two kids, but Race-wise, is different, and well, I don't know if the nuclear family has grandparents, but our grandparents haven't really visited us, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, am I the only one whose grandparents live with me? Well, that's interesting. So My grandma actually recently got, like, a green card, so she might come to live with us, but she has, like, stuff to do in India and family and whatnot, so... Oh, I see. Um, well... Is this a weird question, but like, do you want your grandma to come over? Yeah, it's great because she takes some of the load off my mom to cook, you know, constantly. She supports me in every argument, which is great against my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't talk about that. 
Because, oh, we can, you know. I can clearly see who your grandma's biased toward now. No, no, no. She has no favorites. And she says that all the time, you know? She has no favorites. Absolutely not. Yeah, and it's, it's nice having her over. All right, so、uh, moving on. So all of us were, were high school students, right? We're, we're teenagers. And there's always that stereotype of teenagers being rebellious or like feeling like their parents are too overprotective and stuff. So, do you guys feel the same way? And why or why not? Well, for one, I'm gonna talk about the stereotype because I really, really hate that. Because as a teenager, some, when I hear that or when I see that, it makes me question like my every decision. Like, am I. Like, seriously feeling like this, or is it just because I'm a teenager and I have no idea what I'm thinking or feeling? And I definitely see some of what they're saying because stereotypes are based in reality, but it's super over exaggerated and I don't honestly believe it. I wish there was like an objective answer to this because I think a lot of adults think that, but honestly, we're, we're advancing, we're getting, we're, we're knowing more, we're learning more. I, I do think we have a pretty good handle on, well, not a pretty good, but we have some handle on how the world works. And the rebellious and overprotective thing, I do think my parents are really overprotective, but it's all based in like they care about me and they want me to be safe. And I do understand a lot of it. Like, don't walk alone at night. Yeah. And like, don't go too far. Check in with us. It's, it's all, you know, based in like love and wanting to protect me. So I understand all of that. Although sometimes it's annoying, but I guess it's getting better as I get older. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I mean, I sort of get the idea of the parents being too overprotective, but like in today's society, it's definitely a necessity. And it's kind of like、um, you know that they're doing it because they care about you. So I, I agree with you a lot. Like, I'm, I'm pretty much okay with it. What about you, Polly? Yeah, I feel like that like, stereotype of. Teenagers always being rebellious and like having a bunch of mood swings. While it is true in some aspects, but I feel like we should give teenagers more credit if that makes sense. Like, not all of us are just crazy emotional kids who can't really control our feelings. Like, I feel like a lot of us do have a sense of rationality, we have common sense leading us. So, it the stereotype is kind of weird and it's it definitely makes parents, I think, more. Concerned about their children, like they don't trust their children kind of like going outside by themselves or stuff like that because of this. And there are other aspects okay, as well. Okay, but common sense, you've gone too far. <laughs> no way any of us have common sense. Are you kidding? You're talking to the people who procrastinate until three in the morning. Well, not us, but other teenagers, of course. Okay, okay. but like most teenagers. It, no, okay, I except, even for, go that far. except for、Some、procrastination.、Teenagers. Except for procrastination, okay? Except for like <laughs> schoolwork and being productive. We have okay, like. But adults do that too. It's just a human thing. Yeah, but I mean, if like some random person in a hoodie wearing like a mask or something came up to us and was like, hey, you want to follow me? I'm pretty sure most of us would say no. At that point, that's not even common sense. That's just survival instinct. Like, exactly. But like, Which we don't have either, hence the procrastination until 3 a.m. and falling asleep in class the next、dying. day. Okay, so what about you, dog? Do you think your parents are overprotective? Um, I don't, I don't really think so. I think they're like around like middle. Like, they're not overprotective, but they're not underprotective either. But like, I agree with like what Myla said that 
it's all like based around love like they want me to be safe and stuff and so if they like tell me to do something it's for my own good so i think yeah they do it to like protect me because they want me to be safe so yeah and apple fanboy would you agree with that yeah i mean it's not like i want to do something that my parents don't let me do i don't feel that way so i'm happy with the level of protectiveness they they are I mean, when I do feel that way occasionally, but when I do feel that way, I know they probably have to rethink what I want to do and why I want to do that. So it's kind of like another perspective in a way. So it seems all of you guys have a pretty good relationship with your family. Would you say so? Yeah. I mean, yes, my parents. Yeah. My dad is like, I, I can talk. I talk to him about like a lot of I honestly just anything that happens like we'll be randomly talking about some TV show and then we'll start talking about physics or something. I don't know. It gets I get I just talk to him about a lot of stuff. My mom is like she like understands a lot of stuff with you know that I'm thinking right now and all of that. So she helps with a lot of that. And my sister is always there to argue with whenever I want. But you know, it's great. Arguing is fun. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we all reached that conclusion about what you feel about arguing. Um, yes, yes. Previous episodes and delightful controversy. Indeed, there's more at, to come. At this moment, I will recommend if you want to see more of these arguments that you watch our episode on technology. Okay, the ad break is over. So, what about the rest of you guys? Well, I think my parents are pretty supportive, and I think that we have, like, generally a good relationship. Like, we don't fight, really. We don't really fight a lot. Like, I think arguments and stuff is pretty normal in a family, especially when you live- You you live together, you know, and you can't agree on everything. It's just, like, it's impossible almost to agree on every single topic. You're bound to have arguments, but it's how you resolve those arguments that is what helps you. And I think, in general, my parents have always supported me in what I've done, and I'm pretty grateful for that. Like the whole, I want that bathroom, no, I want that bathroom <laughs> thing, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, they're generally pretty supportive in what I want to do. Like, they never really, like, told me, like, no. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'd say they're pretty supportive. What do you think, Apple Fanboy? Yeah, same. I don't really know what else to add. Ah, uh, yeah. The perks of going last. I, I'm really sorry about that. One of our other guest speakers was complaining about it a while ago. Okay, uh, but we're running this podcast. We get skills. Yeah. I blame Polly for the order. I, I'm pretty sure you decide the order this time. Alright, so... Anyway, we don't talk about me deciding the order. It's all Polly's fault. So... Um... Uh, for all of you guys, like, whose grandparents don't live with y'all, which is all of you, right? Is there any particular reason why your family chose to be, like, a nuclear family as opposed to an extended family? Oh, so we're oh. gonna talk about extended family now? Great. Okay, so my great-grandparents, when my great-grandma is still alive and my great-grandpa was alive until recently, they had seven kids and my grandma was the oldest. So uh, my mom has got cousins who are my age. So there's that and they, 
most of the family is headquartered in India, in South India mainly, in uh, near like the very tip. And there's a lot of people there, but now people are moving to the Americas to get jobs and whatnot. So some of us are scattered over the U.S. And <clears throat> I guess there's no one really nearby. There are some relatives actually that live like an hour or so away from us, but they're kind of like second cousins and there's no one really that close for it to be anything other than a nuclear family. My grandma comes over to our house. She comes over to my mom's brother's house. And I'm, I'm really too much about my family, but she comes over occasionally, but there's no one else that can really come for to make this not a nuclear family. So it just ended up this way. And I talked way too much on that. Oh yeah, I, I definitely can empathize with the entire extended family is across the ocean sort of thing. And like, it's kind of interesting because I, I sort of subconsciously know that I have a lot of extended family and that all of my cousins are like adults except for one who's younger than me. Like I just, I know that, but I don't, I have barely seen any of these people. Like the last time they saw me, I was what, two years old? So Dude, I just lost track of everyone in my family, honestly. Except like yeah. cousins. It's, it's interesting. So what about you, Polly? Yeah, I think especially coming from like parents who immigrated to the US, there's a lot of family that you can't see except for like video calls and stuff like that. And in terms of like a nuclear family, I don't know, it's kind of hard because I don't think you can really choose to be a nuclear family in a way. Like either, like I feel okay, I feel like most parents when they're deciding if they want to have another child, they're not thinking like, do we want to become a nuclear family? They're thinking, do we want another child? If that makes sense. And then it just so happens that they become a nuclear family. And then, you know, family overseas and especially if they're in different countries. Well, I guess overseas means different countries, but they, it's really hard for them to travel <laughs> and like live here, you know, because they have so many responsibilities and they have a life in a different place. So they can't just leave all that behind and just come, you know? Yeah, I feel like the thing about extended family, if there is even any television representation, is that all of them are in the US, which requires that like your whole family immigrated there a while ago, like a few generations ago, as opposed to recently. So it it doesn't really apply to most of us, right? For me, like extended family, um, on my dad's side, we don't have anymore. They're not alive anymore, but on my mom's side, we do have extended family, but they live in India, so it's kind of hard for them to come over here and now it's like hard for us to go over there because of like COVID and stuff and like traveling it's not exactly safe right now so it's kind of hard to like see them now but yeah yeah we have some distant family on the dad's side but on our, on our mom's side it's mostly just like Skype calls and all but yeah we went to India like a few years ago but that was like our, our second time and probably the last time in at least a few more years that we're going to go. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that brings us back to going back to like our countries to go visit relatives because right now we're in a pandemic and I don't foresee us being able to do that in the near future. Um, 
Yeah. So we're going back to the thing about overprotective parents. So as many of you may know, there's a lot of different parenting styles out there. Like some parents will prefer to be more authoritative and like sort of parent using fear almost. And other parents will be more lenient. Um, so which one do you think is better like in, in terms of the child's emotional health or like their general well-being? A combination of both. Like a balance is always good. You gotta be strict. You can't just be lenient on anything. But being too strict kind of just like just saying a lot of I guess because I said so comes to mind. Just saying a lot of that is just gonna make your kid rebel and not have a good relationship with you. So I guess a balance is good. You need some of both. Oh, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Um, bringing childhood memories to mind. Although now that I think back on it, my parents would have had like a very difficult job dealing with a young child so i can see why they did what they did in retrospect though it was probably not the best idea so i mean i think a lot of people when looking back on their childhood have certain things that they wish their parents didn't do but then they can see how that helped them grow so they probably wouldn't change anything even if it wasn't the best thing to do at that time yeah parenting is a lot of like trial and error in my opinion and i think you there's no really right way to do it because you have to cater it to each child like if like some child might need um to be more restricted than other children but if you restrict another child too much then they might get really frustrated with you in that aspect because they don't need that kind of restriction so you really have to cater it to your child and it's unpredictable to kind of see how your child is going to change because like, I think it's undeniable that our personalities are going to change. Like, we're not the same that we were a decade ago. And parents have to adjust their parenting style to our current situation, our current, like, moods, our current phase or whatever that we're in, our current life stage, you know, <laughs> our homework, our teachers, school, and everything. So it's a challenge, definitely. No, yeah, the whole thing about, like, your parents got to realize that we're kind of growing up and changing and we're not who we were a while ago which might be tough for some of them i think and i guess you just have to keep reminding yourself that parents aren't perfect right they're they're humans they're just like you you might have a bit more experience but they don't know and it might just be their first time doing this parenting thing and they have no idea my mom jokes that she used me as a guinea pig to learn how to raise my sister Oh, that, that brings to mind an interesting conversation a while ago about how guinea pigs are neither pigs nor from Guinea, but we will Wait, um, I digress. discuss that later. Yeah, good idea. That's a whole other podcast. I agree with Polly in that like parenting is like trial and error. Um, and I think that parents should have like both components of like giving their child freedom, but also being strict towards them because like extremes on both sides is not good. Like if you're too nice to your child, then they'll probably abuse that and they won't really learn the skills of like discipline and it might like harm them in their life. But at the same time, if you're like too strict, then it's like not good because they can't like talk to you about things. So I think it's good if like parents are strict, but also approachable so that their child can like talk to them about stuff. Yeah, one more thing I think 
parents have to be like they have to let their kids make mistakes because they would always want their kids to not make mistakes and like oh don't do this don't do that but sometimes you have to just let your kid do it and learn by themselves so that they don't become like really shy and introverted and afraid to do everything because they don't want to be yelled at by you or something We're yeah i definitely as agree we, like raised children before <laughs> I definitely agree with like how everyone's saying that parenting is trial and error because I feel like, I mean, I think my parents like their parenting style is much more conducive to like me like as a person than it was before, and I I appreciate that like they're like learning and adapting, um yeah, so all of you private school kids, including myself. I know that none of us have friends or a social life. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, so how much importance do you place on friends? Cause like I know here it's mostly about academics, and we might not have as much time to spend with friends. I mean, friends are useful. They'll send you the homework when you're missing. Okay, no, that was a joke. But yeah, friends are you know you kind of need them to get out of your head occasionally, like. Over the pandemic comes to mind. Like, I learned the hard way that I can't go without social interaction for like half of like in-person social interaction without with anyone except my family. I can't go without that for more than six months, or I will explode and just be completely unproductive. So I I had to deal with that. And um, like friends are great, and they're kind of important. Like so that you don't get too wrapped up in yourself, and you remember that the outside world exists, in essence. Yeah, I think the like pandemic really changed our views almost on socializing. Like some people, or like I I know at least like me personally, kind of took it for granted beforehand. Like you would go to school every day, you'd see your friends. It's normal, you know. And then suddenly, when that gets taken away from you, it's like everything changes. It gets put into different perspective, and I definitely think I value. Friendship a little bit more now than I did back then, and I think it also adds to like going to a new school since I was a new kid in ninth grade, and so I had to leave like all of my old friends from my old school, and I definitely feel like it makes you realize that your relationships are really important, and although your your job and school and everything is really important as well, but it's really hard. To get through all of that, if you don't have some kind of support system, and sometimes you don't feel comfortable enough to share things with your family, like I don't think many of us would be comfortable talking about like the guy or girl we like at school to our parents, because it's just kind of awkward to talk about. And so, like having friends and having a good support system is something that's really useful. Yeah. Um, the pandemic definitely made most of us realize like the importance of friends. And at risk of sounding like an old person, I will now use like this idiom, or is it called an idiom? Like a saying that is particularly applicable. Like you don't know the worth of water until the well runs dry. Like you take friendship for granted. Like I think most of us did that because we went to school and we could see our friends every day, like Polly said. But then. Um, the pandemic stopped us from doing that for almost a year, more than a year. More than that, yeah, more than a year. And that was when we realized, like you know, as we are slowly going insane by being quarantined, to be a little bit exaggerating, 
that like friendships are actually important. Yeah, I agree. And like quarantine has definitely like made me realize the importance of friendships. Um, and like I've squ- switched schools a lot, so I've had to like remake friends so many times. And like now, every time that I see my friends, I try to like hang out with them as much as possible. Like even outside of school, I try to like meet with them as much as I can because if I'm like feeling down, then it's like really supportive and um, they like help me a lot, like get through whatever I'm going through. And it's just really a fun time with around like people that you like. So, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have friends, it would be really, really lonely. You can't be a robot and just do studies. You need friends to vent out frustrations about classes or teachers. And then you also need friends to talk about common interests. And So, um, I, I earlier, some of you guys mentioned like venting to your friends or telling them about stuff that you wouldn't like share with your parents. So, in general, do you guys open up to your friends often about your own personal issues? And like, do you ask them for advice? It depends on the kind of issue. There are certain things that I don't tell anyone, obviously. I, I think everyone has those. There are some things that I only share with my family or that are personal. And there are some things that I'll tell my friends, like, you know, like, for example, I think when we get bad grades or when like, an entire class gets bad grades or an entire grade in like a specific class, we'll all be ranting to each other about that. And it's kind of a sense of solidarity in that way. That's one of the main things that I think I tell friends, like things that we can kind of find group solidarity in. Yeah, Yeah, on solidarity, I think this is a pretty important aspect of having friends because like your parents, as much as they might be close to you, they won't exactly be able to understand your viewpoint even if they were like your age once that was a long time ago society has changed since they might not even remember what they were like back then so it's it's pretty important to like be able to have people who understand your point of view more and that you can relate to more uh what do you guys think i think this might sound kind of weird but like you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your parents. <laughs> so like if you disagree with your parents in some aspects, then I mean you can't really change your parents. If you like you get what I mean. But in terms of friends, I feel like people tend to gravitate towards friends that they get along with better. Because I mean personally, I wouldn't want to really be friends with someone who like I don't get along with. We don't share the same viewpoints we don't enjoy each other's company like there's that's not really a friendship in my opinion and in that kind of aspect friendships are like different from your family you know and i mean on that quote i think it can be interpreted the way you're kind of saying like your friends are kind of the support that you kind of may be lacking in your family because you couldn't really choose your family but uh, also i when i hear that quote i usually interpret it a different way as in don't put up with friendship that you like if in if in your family there's something hard for you that maybe you can't accept like you know perhaps like if you're part of an abusive family you can't really change that but if you're dealing with something like that from a friend or if you got a fake friend or something, you have the power to change that. You can choose your friends and you should do that. You shouldn't put up with behavior that you wouldn't stand from anyone else. 
from your friends just because of that, because you have the power to choose them. So there's that aspect of it as well. Uh, yeah, I also think that friends are better able to relate to what you're going through because, I mean, they're around the same age as you and, you know, we go to the same school, so they have like the same environment as you and you can like bond over that and talk over that. And that's something that your friends would better understand over your parents because, you know, they're not like with you at school every day. And so they may not understand like the little things that happen during school. Whereas if you talk to your friends about it, they might um, agree with that and they might like go through that as well. And that can be comforting for, um, for someone. Yeah, from that point of view, you share some things more through friends than you do with your parents, which I mean, I think that's natural, that's okay. I don't have any disagreements with my parents, so it's not like I'm pulling back anything major, but yeah, like um, things related to school, you would talk to your friends more than you, you would talk to your parents. Yeah, your parents can understand the pain of getting a zero out of a hundred on an AP Gov assignment. But your friends probably can. Yeah, that was oddly specific. It sounds like someone I is mean, speaking from experience. I can talk about AP Lang if you want me to talk about AP Lang. Alright, let's not. I don't want to think about my essay grades. Yeah, let's not think about that. So I I definitely agree with the idea that like you can you can choose your friends, but you can't really choose your family. But the on the other hand, there are certain friends that you might have that are like as close as family in a way like you feel like they're like your family but you know in a less problematic way perhaps do you guys have friends like that see i switch schools a lot and switch classes and all of that so i haven't really had the chance to stay friends with someone and like consistently see them for long enough to really create like a bond like that it would be great but i don't really think like i have i don't i have the resources to like to build a bond that's strong so most of my friends are kind of like you know kind of in specific situations you hang out with them you discuss you know situations you can empathize with each other as a group etc etc but there's not like that one or two super close friends thing going on for me so um do you do you wish you had a friend like that though or do you like not trust people <laughs> enough it'll come when it comes if if y yeah i guess if you prove that i can trust you and like you do that consistently then it'll automatically happen right so when it does it does and i don't want to force any of that so there's no like real wish that i happen it'll 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 just happen if it needs to happen yeah, I read something that this might not be like accurate, but it's a pretty good estimation. If you've known someone, like if you've been friends with someone for seven years or more, then like it's likely you'll be friends with them for a long time in the future. So what do you guys I mean, think about that? It depends on what you think, what you define friends as, right? Like there could be just, oh, we, we talk like once every month or so. Yeah, we're friends, we stay in touch kind of. And then there's that we talk every day, we can talk for hours without really thinking about it. So you have to find like, which it's, it's not like a hard and fast rule. You have to find the happy medium. I think I can relate to Cheryl's quote, especially um, since I, as I mentioned earlier, was a new student in ninth grade. 
And the school that I went to beforehand, I had gone to since I was in like second grade, which is like a really long time if you think about it. And I was with like a group of friends all the way up until eighth grade. And this is something that my dad pointed out when I started high school. He told me that it was probably not like not to be offend you guys or anything, but he said it was probably unlikely that I would find that same kind of like strong friendship that I had back at my old school at my new school because I only have I have four years here technically and now only three and the chances of having that same kind of really really strong bond that you kind of nurture and you have over all these years is really rare and I agree with that and I feel like I still talk to my old friends like a lot <laughs> like a lot a lot like we just called last night I remember over summer we would have calls until like 4am in the morning and I think you can like define friendship as the kind of thing where you can you feel comfortable enough to tell them anything you could like without any judgment if that makes sense and even if they do judge you they're not truly judging you if that makes sense and you have like disagreements but it's never super serious if that makes sense like you always can are able to come back from that and you never I have to say really I'm you. definitely judging you right now I thought we were friends <laughs> no, 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 I'm, not, okay. I'm so hurt right now I'm how could saying, you do this I'm not saying that like we aren't friends but it's like having been friends with people for so many years you have so many inside jokes and you have been with each other since you've gone through like all these phases of life if that makes sense like your interests change and your friends this entire are there podcast for all your interests. Joke, I think. <laughs> well, that's true. But yeah. Yeah, I do get what you mean, though. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying, too, because as I mentioned earlier, I have a few friends who are like as close as family. And since school is really busy these days, and one of them just transferred to a different school also, um, we rarely have time to meet, but when we do during breaks and stuff, it's like we've never like spent time apart. Like we instantly can just bond again. And in one particular case, we stayed up until 4 a.m. ranting about parenting issues. So that was interesting. Um, what about the rest of you guys? Yeah, I think long-term friends are cool. Like my dad has a few friends, I think all the way from elementary school, and I think they went to the same high school. Not the same college, but I don't really know what the point is. They were in the same school for a really long time, and um, well, they were in India, and then when they visited the U.S., we went out, we went to Las Vegas and Los Angeles together on a road trip, so yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, friends that you've known for a long time, you have just different connections than friends for a short time. Oh, you've got to love road trips with your friends. Like, I mean, I've been on so many road trips with those three in particular, and they're never uneventful. Like, something always happens. People fall into lakes, the pipes freeze, and we have no water. Um, that seems see oddly specific. Trip. These are Has very this oddly happened? specific. Has this yes, happened? all of these happened. Oh my god. Wow. Um. Yeah, the falling into the lake thing happened more than once. Um, we saw two bears on the camping trip, and that was the last time we'll ever go camping again. Someone got lost on the wrong mountain before. So, like, you definitely have very unique experiences with close friends than, like, with other friends. 
That's not to say I don't value you guys, though. Don't get me wrong. Seriously, the betrayals just keep on coming, don't they? <laughs> For me, I have like, I'm friends with like a lot of people, but there are like certain people who I would say I'm closer with. And so I definitely like talk to them more. And um, yeah, in general, like closer friends, I will like share more stuff with than people who I don't talk to as much. Um, and I also like open up to them more and they do the same for me. But there are a lot of people that I talk with, but they're kind of like distant. But yeah. So while we're still on the topic of friends, have you ever had like a situation with fake friends that you assumed were your friends, but you know, something happened that led you to believe that that wasn't the case? Um, I mean, yeah, that's happened. I think it happens to everyone. And when you don't really have, when you switch around a lot, like I did, I, I've been to a lot of schools and a lot of classes and stuff, like I said, when you switch around that much, it's kind of hard to really tell a person's character well. So like, I, I talk to a lot of people, but I don't know them that well, honestly. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, I feel like having friend issues is something that everyone is probably gonna go through at some point in your life. And if you haven't, then like, teach me how, because like, I don't know how you can like not have friend issues. I feel like everyone has to go through that kind of phase because then you really know what kind of friends you wanna be with. If that makes sense. Like the sense. typical everyone gets bullied in fourth grade. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And I think there's also like, at least when I was in like eighth grade, there's a lot of kind of like possessiveness, if that makes sense. Like I had this one friend who like didn't really want her friends talking to other people, had like the sense of possessiveness over them, if that makes sense. Like always wanted to hold on, that kind of thing. And while that, it's like, in good intentions kind of i guess but it's kind of toxic you know like you should be allowed to talk to other people because you're gonna talk to other people you can't possibly just talk to one person in your entire life it's so unlikely that it's that's gonna happen and i feel like with those kind of friends who are super uh, like possessive or they are really toxic in some way and even though you might be friends with them, but it's really hard for those friendships to last over a long period of time. Like that friend, I haven't talked to her in like a year and a half maybe. It's been really, really long, but I still talk to other friends from the exact same school who I never really had many issues with. And it's, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had like my share of fake friends, um, but like some people say like in high school like that's when you find out whether your friends are like true friends or not but i would say like what i learned from it is that often times if they're like a fake friend that shows something about their character and also it may show that they're like jealous of you because like if they're bullying you or if they're mean to you then that may mean that there's something going on in their life that they don't like or they're jealous of you in some way so in a way that's like not like it's bad but it's like also that it's not your fault like you're not doing anything wrong it's just their issue per se this high school thing of like knowing in high school is new to me and i've never actually heard this before 
And honestly, I'm more confused than anything in high school, especially since Holly and Cheryl have been betraying me back to back. It's not betraying you. Sounds like you. a soap opera. <laughs> it is. It's it a soap opera. No, but I feel so betrayed. Honestly, I think we're gonna have to break up. That that was hair flip and all. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's get back to the main point. So、Agreed. since everyone here has had friend issues at some point, do you think it'll be better to only have like a few very close friends, like the kind that you see in virtually every movie or book or whatever, or would you rather have a lot of like more shallow friends? Both, I think. Again, it's like a combination. You need some shallow friends because you can't. Cause you can't just have a few deep friends in one place and just be completely alone everywhere else, especially when you do a lot of things. But you should also, you know, have some deep friends so you can be open with. And it's okay if those friends are family too, in my opinion. You can. It doesn't have to be friends, friends. Like your family count too. Like you can talk to them. You can be honest with them. If that's who you are, then go for that. So combination. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like you can have like your cousin being your best friend, your <clears throat> twin being your best friend. You know, even your parents or or your sister, your little sister. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and like you definitely do need, as Mila said, you need a balance between the two. I think it's really hard for you to only have like close friends and not have any shallow friends because I feel like you have to talk to people at least sometime in your life, even if it's for like group projects or stuff like that. And I feel like the term friend is really loose nowadays. Like you can talk to someone for a group project, you like have a few laughs together. They're considered your friend, but then close friends are in a different category. They're like people that you can really just say anything to, and you can just share everything with them. Like your feelings of betrayal, yeah. <laughs> you can、okay, betray them too. Drop it. Yeah, you can even betray your close <laughs> friends, and they will mind. Exactly. Well, that's not completely true, but like, I would rather have like a few deep friends than lots of shallow friends, because the deep friends you can talk to them more, and if they're deep for a reason, like you trust them and they trust you, so there are certain things that you can talk about with them that you can't talk about with everyone else, and so yeah, I think it's better to have like a few friends that you can trust. And that like trust you that are nice and kind, then more friends that are just like average. Yeah, I would agree. I think I have both deep and shallow friends, but I mean, I think as long as you're having a good time,、uh, both of them having both are important. Yeah, that's true because like Holly mentioned earlier, you can't just talk to like one person for the rest of your life. Like from a purely utilitarian perspective. You need to know more people to have more connections, so that like you can, you know, it's easier to get what you want. But like from a different perspective,、um, you know, again, you can't just talk to one person your whole life because at some point you won't be able to spend as much time with them. So you can't just like get attached to just one person. Yeah. So.、Uh, In movies, there's usually like the stereotype of one of the parents being like really boring or something, 
And there's also a different stereotype of like the crazy cat lady aunt or like the weird uncle. Which one would you rather be and why? Well, I have to say, um, I'd rather be crazy. Yeah, I'd go with crazy. And I think everyone would agree. Who wants to be boring? Crazy as There's like literally no elaboration to this. <laughs> this I mean, is you know me. Everyone at this podcast at least knows me a little bit. You really think I'd go for boring over crazy? I'd argue that we're all crazy in some aspects. So technically, oh, we're, definitely we're all crazy. All Don't even try to pretend we're <laughs> not. Crazy uncle. Yes, I, I am an uncle, <laughs> indeed. Anyway. Alright, so we don't really have much time so we're gonna wrap it up now thank you so much to our guest speakers and who didn't get to speak because i monopolized this conversation with my betrayal talk yeah and thank you to myla for extensively turning this into a soap opera about her own betrayal and yeah, you started thank it you, <laughs> thank you to our listeners too um see you in the next episode bye guys bye We like to thank our guest speakers, Dog and Apple Fanboy, as well as Polly for editing and recording, Cheryl for performing the music that you are hearing right now, and Myla for script writing and general moral support. We would also like to thank our English teacher for inspiring us to create this podcast. Last but not least, we like to thank our dedicated listeners for supporting us. See you in the next episode.